1: This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Wednesday the 10th of April 2019. My name is Patrick Smith. An absolute demolition of the Coventry Blaze in the quarterfinal of the playoffs is what we witnessed at that on the past weekend. Not only at home but away from home at the Skydome. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the civic reception for the Belfast Giants, the Ice Academy. We're going to whiz through this. It's a bare bones sort of job because you've had quite a bit of content from us in the last couple of weeks. And let's be fair, the nerves are starting to ramp up towards the weekend. So we're going to whiz through it as quickly as we possibly can. And to do that, Mr. David McGimsey, how are you? Good evening, Patrick. I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, good to see you on Sunday. Oh, thanks, mate. It was lovely to get up. An enjoyable game at that, but we'll come to that. And... Mr. Kitchen, how are you? I'm dead uh, on
2: Patrick, yeah, all good. And uh we're the off weekend.
1: Your uh, your your commentary duties are done for the season. I'm sure you're pleased. I'm I'm over the moon. Um
2: but I your was, pod, I, I but your part... podcast duties are yet to finish. I know. I'm looking forward to getting that over with as well. <laughs> uh, I mean it's only we're only starting this at twenty past ten tonight because I was watching this far as much, so thanks to the boys for, for uh waiting on. But the, the other thing about it for me, um, you know, I was I was looking back when you on your Twitter last week you posted about how many games I've done. Um, I actually didn't realize I've done that many, to be honest. But uh, um, I could, it's it's always great cracking chance TV. You know, um, you've been on with Mike Davies, been on. Uh, Mace is, is absolutely brilliant to do the games with. Uh, I've enjoyed John Pell being there and, and and all the other guys as well. So uh, yeah, it's been a good season and. And winning uh, a couple of trophies along the way has been extra
1: special as well. Before we get cracking into the game, actually, let's mention that video from Neil Whiteside, the uh, the, the sort of retrospective over the season, Davy. Uh, another spine tingler
3: from from Neil. i, I you just it's it's condescending to say you expect nothing less. The the kids are genius, and him and Johnny doing the music and all together, they're just really really good at what to do and. Just, he keeps he keeps setting the bar higher and higher of of what sort of output he puts out there. And just it was fantastic, as you say, a real trip down memory lane over the last sort of seven eight months, whatever it's been. But absolutely fantastic. And says you've got the behind the scenes on that. Those boys do one hell of a work.
2: The, the two of them are brilliant. Um, you know, there, there's in fairness, Neil and David or Neil and, uh, Neil and David, sorry, David. Uh, Neil and Johnny get all the plaudits, um, but you know, there's, a, there's a bigger crew than that behind the scenes as well. Um, you know, there's all those people that likes to sits at every game and, and does the edit for the highlights and uh, listens to me. She's French and I'm from Belfast and um, you know, she's had to pick me up uh, with regards to some of the things I'm saying over the last couple of years and and she makes notes of exactly what minute and what time of the game it was at and would put in the highlights as well. So it's not just the, the couple of them that been thrown in there a couple of times, but uh no they <laughs> they, they do an absolutely brilliant job. And again, that that video was, i yeah, touched on it. I'm not surprised in the slightest. Uh, absolute builder,
1: Absolutely. Right. Well the other one <laughs> I was trying to find this is what I was trying to find. I could just find a favor just watching this thing. What's he saying? Just, just put it in. Just put it in. <laughs> right. Let's look at the two games over the course of the weekend over the Coventry Blaze. As I said, it was a bit of a demolition job for the Belfast Giants. And that started on Saturday night at the SSE Arena. 5-0 for your Belfast Giants. First goal came from that man, Darcy Murphy, in the first period. I think that made it 50 goals for the season. For Darcy Murphy and ninety nine points at that point. Into the second period, Jordan Smotherman made a two nil. Chris Higgins made a three nil. Into the third period, Colin Shields. Sorry, well, before I get into the third period, that second goal. That sorry, that second goal. Of the second from Chris Higgins was Darcy Murphy on the assist, and he got a hundred points for the season. Into the third period, Colin Shields in his final game at the SSC Arena rounds it off with a 4-0, and uh, Jonathan Furland finished the deal 9 minutes of 41 into the third to make it 5-0 your goalkeepers were Tyler Besker or Ronnie, 20 saves from 20, this shutout for him and Matt Hackett, who had one hell of a game, and we'll come to that uh, 32 saves on 37 shots your referees that night, as they were for both Matt Thompson and Chris Wells, we travel the next night to the Sky Dome in Coventry and the Giants rounded it off 7-2, a 12-2 finish overall. Jonathan Furland opened the score in the first period, 10 minutes 43, before Jim Vandermeer, a little over two minutes later, made it 2-0 on a lovely move from back to front. Uh, Jordan Smotherman on the power play with two seconds left in that period, made it 3-0. Into the second period, Dustin Jonner made it 4-0 before... The blaze started to hit back and brought a bit of cheer to their crowd. They cheered both the goals from Sean Polly and Ben Lake in that second period because they were the only two goals they got in the entire tie. Jordan Smotherman in the third period made it five two, and then Jordan Smotherman again made it six two with a hat trick. Davey, oh, what I say, twelfth of the season. Twelfth of the season is that a record? I sounds a record of me, mate. <laughs> and Blair Riley made it 7-2 with 30, well, 29 seconds left on the clock and proceeded to celebrate right in front of the guys in block 13 of the Skydome, telling them quite emphatically that it was over. Uh, in Nets, Jordan Headley getting the start. Uh, Rumour was that Matt Hackett, Oh, that rumour, it was stated by Dan, uh, Danny Stewart after the game that Matt Hackett twinged something in warm-up and told Danny Stewart that he couldn't play. Uh, but Hadley took the start, 38 saves on 45 shots. Tyler on the other side, 24 saves on 26 shots. And as I said, your referees all weekend were Matt Thompson and Chris Wells. Mr. Kitchen, I'll start with you. It was a demolition.
2: Yeah. Um, Friday night, sorry, Saturday night, a very, very professional performance, um, well, but dominated completely. Uh, Besco, you know, I think it was, it was 17 shots, you said, for in and Fred and Saturday. He, uh, if it wasn't, it wasn't much more than that, but Besco's did what he had to do, he got another shout-out. Sh- shout shout-out shout out to Taylor um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I thought we worked hard. I thought we were structured. It, it, to be honest, at no time did I see them putting us under any pressure whatsoever. Even when they're on the power play, you know they they had to control the puck around the outside. Um, I thought Kevin Ream was absolutely immense mm-hmm. again. Uh, he picked up a defenseman Leaer um, Sunday night before, um, and then you know a big big block right at the end of the second period by um, McFall just goes to show I me. Mean, I think at that stage we're four nil up, um, and uh, actually no, we're three nil up, and you know and cruising. But if they get that goal back, gonna you know a wee bit of confidence getting the end of the second period, it's uh, it's a different story. But you know, I know that Kendall's got a, a big bruise on a part of his body at the minute, and uh, he he certainly felt that one. But again, I thought we were absolutely dominant. Um, and it's it's I think they're spurred on by the thought of obviously you know it's, it's the playoffs. Yes, they want to win it, but picking up that trophy at the end of the game, um, you know, that was a big big point of making sure that they did not go out and lose the last game at the Arena this year.
1: Davy uh, Simon said it there, uh, over the course of both games, there was no real test for the Belfast Giants, or was there? Because you know the, the Coventry Blaze beat the, the Cardiff Devils on home ice 3-1 a little under a week ago, before that, and you know they're not a bad side. Is it a case that over the course of the weekend, the Giants were much better, or that the Coventry players just weren't at the races.
3: I think there's an element that we came out very well in the first period of the first game, set the tone for what was going to go ahead, and we just didn't give them any space to breathe at all through the game. You know, like through that the the, the, the Saturday night game, you know, seventy three attempts on net overall. You know, they had to block twenty one shots. We, we had the pipe. We had the pipe. I think about three posts in a bar as well. You know, they've blocked twenty one shots. It could have been. Absolute carnage. Hackett lost, you know, Hackett couldn't hack it, as you said on, on Saturday night. You know, he lost the plot completely. And as far as the Belfast Giants, you, you know, they just they just kept the foot down the whole game. And, and it came away with five, nothing. And it could have been a lot worse. You know, Tyler it comes away, eighth shot out of the season. That, rec- that ties him as, uh, you know, all-time lead behind Stephen Murphy in terms of import goaltenders. Came in here and he's done it in one season. I think he tied Mike Menard, who was here for a couple, wasn't he? Yep. Um you know, it was an exceptional performance on, on the Friday night. We got, we got the power play goal, obviously, from Higgy. We got scoring from all three lines, which was important. You know, and I think uh, if you want to, you know, air brackets, the, the third line, you know, um, Higgy, Shea and Furley all coming up with a goal each. Um, What was important, I think Jeff Mason has, has called it a few times on Jan's TV over the last couple of months, you know, to really be successful. We know that the top two lines have real good quality right through like Bonner and, and Murphy. Murphy over 100 points, Bonner over 90 points. Supplement that with the likes of Rudy, who was obviously have they scratch and, and Blair Riley, who scored an absolute ton of points. And that third line is clicking in and the scored goals on, on Saturday and Sunday. So that, that bodes well for what's going to be a massive, massive weekend ahead says uh, Davy mentioned Matt Hackett there, and uh, in that
1: first game, as the, as the goals started to rain in, he did he did well to begin with, but as the goals started to rain in, he totally lost the plot.
2: Yeah, uh, again, you know, you uh, it's a two game uh, affair. He he lost it just into the third period, and and to be honest, he he lost it for his team. He taken a stupid penalty, getting involved, in something he didn't need to. Uh, you know, you have a full house at the SSE arena. All, you know, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Um, and then, you know, again, he interacts with the crowd. I have no problem with that if you're winning. If you're losing, concentrate in the game. Um, it and, looked you know, like what, he wanted uh, out of the game at one point. I, I actually, I, I said that on the on comms. I think he signaled towards the bench and, and Danny Stewart, um, you know, whether he ignored him, or whether he just basically said, "You know, stay where you are." I don't know. I I I find it hard to believe that uh, he was injured in Sunday. I don't think that was the case. No. Um. You know, yes, you you want to save grace to a certain extent. I, I. To be honest, I know we had the. You know, we conceded seven goals. Like the, the bottom bottom line is, we were not going to lose that tie over the weekend. That's. I thought we were excellent, and be, I mean, Adam, when you were guys were doing the interviews. Um, you, know, you you talked about dropping down to, sorry, and talking about dropping down their testimonial speed, that's exactly what it was yep. very honest we could have absolutely pumped them on Sunday night, and I mean properly pumped them, if we'd have kept the foot on the throat using one of Neil Russell's uh, quotes, we genuinely could have tore them a new one probably, you know, seven goals dominant, absolutely dominated them um, and over the weekend, coming out 12-2 against Coventry, who beat Cardiff the week before three one at home sends a signal to everybody else around the league that we mean business for playoffs.
1: It, it, the interesting comment that came from Danny Stewart after the game in a, in his interview with with Ed Kimberley was that the, the, the tweak that came knew there was something about the tweak that came in Hackett on warm up, and then he says it was Hackett that told us he couldn't play, not the doc. I could be reading too much into this, but not the doctor, not the physio. It was Hackett who told us he can't play, so. Read into that what you will. I read into it that maybe he just didn't want to play, or you know, or benefit of the doubt maybe he was injured. Davy, you know you you, myself, and the aforementioned Neil Russell were stood at the back of the block in in the Sky Dome. Um, there was some lovely play. That second goal, the Jim Vandermeer one, the build-up play for it was sublime.
3: Oh, a little drop pass, little drop pass, little drop pass, and uh, you know a boom, an absolute cannon from you know just inside the blue line, top of circles, and. It was. There was an audible gasp when it went in. Before there was a cheer. You know the chance fans and the, and the comedy Players fans alike could not believe what they'd just seen. It's such a rocket, and then smoke coming up with a lovely back finish at the top corner. Just yeah. and those three goals killed the, the, the tie was already over. Let's be honest, but those three goals kind of just took. Everything the Coventry players, you know, their 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 backup goaltender being in being five nil up it was already a real hard task for them. We've came out, we've scored two quick goals after you know ten sort 10, of ten twelve minutes Let's put a seven up. Hey, and uh, hey, From on. then on, from then on, the uh,
1: <laughs> no. here comes the little man. We don't, we don't, we don't do other soft drinks in this show.
3: <laughs> the locksmith. <laughs> 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 That's well, got your new nickname on, on Sunday night, there, says. Um, I was wondering where that came from. Carry on. <clears throat> we'll tell you what it means later. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the tie was over at the end of the first period. You know, we're 8 0 we're up on aggregate, and we really did take the foot off gas. My concern, and, and we talked about the game as it was going on the game, the pace of the game dropped down, and then you're worrying about get getting run or I can't remember whether it was Paddy Dwyer or Furley took what looked to be. Furley took one that looked at his neck. We all thought, oh my goodness, that's, that's really bad. But, you know, we managed to come through the game pretty whole and it's it's one of those 12 was not a flattering scoreline. It could have been a lot, lot worse.
2: Just to report around the side. Go on, go on, Thys. can I just, you know, I think the incident with Ferdy, You the what against the far boards? From yes, the, yeah. it, was,
1: it was the far it side of the ring from us.
2: Yeah, it wasn't the uh, the player. The player tripped him up. I thought it was a penalty all day long, but it was the linesman's skate that caught Ferdy in the neck. Oh. Yeah. So, like again, very, the, very lucky. There was a Ferdy, big right. gasp
1: from us, and then you know the physio or the doctor comes on really, really quickly. They're waving him in, and, you, you think the worst, thankfully it wasn't, but it just,
3: well, conversation you never, you never miss a shift, unbelievable,
1: straight away, straight back on,
3: straight you guys back. are made it, and then, Cez, the, I'll maybe want to talk about it as well, the, the, the rather naughty
2: looking hitting Josh Roach as well, Says I thought it was a penalty, um, I thought it was, a, I thought it was more than two as well, uh, I know he got two plus ten, but I thought it was a five minute, Roach, looks over his left shoulder, to sees him coming in, just holds up, he's, Partly to blame for Roche, to be honest. I thought he should have went tight against the wall and that he's not getting, uh, putting himself in that predicament. And, but when, you're, when you're, you're, you know, you expect Kevin Mars to hold up, you know, even if he just ushers him into the wall and holds yeah. him off for a second, trying to try and get the puck away from him. Didn't slow down. He went through the numbers, put him straight into the wall. I'm surprised when he got 2 plus 10.
1: Before we move on and we look ahead, I can't leave this tie without mentioning Blair Riley's celebration. Now, we huh. enjoyed Blair Riley's celebration in front of the Sheffield Steelers away support uh, earlier in the season. Um, Davey, like I say, you and I were stood next to each other as he ran over. He just Basically, the puck hits the back of the net. There's 29 seconds left on the clock, and he gets straight to block 13 to let them know that it's over.
3: It was hard to know where he was actually going because he took off at such high speed. You know, there was no huddle or players or anything. Mm-hmm. He just took off and d- dived into the bench. And you know, Was he going to hug Kiefer or something? And then he, He's obviously done his, it's over, it's over. So, and to be fair, the fans had been chirping him all game and as we know, he was chirping them straight back and whenever he did that, on a different day, that folks a different reaction, but almost the person, the fans, all they were bowing to him, they were clapping him. They took it and the spurt was intended. You know, it wasn't a nasty thing he was doing. He was just having pure banter with them, and it was good to see that it was taken in the the kind of spirit it was that was intended.
1: I think that shows where the Coventry Blaze were as well as mm-hmm. the fact, like you say, on a different day that evokes a different reaction. Says because if <laughs> I'd like to think that if an away captain came onto one on his bench and started making signals to our the crowd, then you know <laughs> there is a reaction to that. However, they're twelve two down. They're absolutely demoralised, and it's just. It's just the final nail in the coffin.
2: Yeah, I mean in all fairness, if that happens in your own bench and they're going your own fans. Uh as a player, you just want to trail that guy with top of the, yeah. the uh the bench and get stuck into him. You touched on one thing there, Paddy, as the captain. You know, going back to the start of this season, um Blair Riley he had a really slow start. He picked up that knock in pre season. Um he came in a great shape, picked up a knock, picked up a concussion, um, and you know, he was out for two or three weeks. Um, at the start of the season, missed the pre-season games, missed the first of um, Challenge Cup games. And there was people calling for his head. They're genuine, he was. People calling, why would you want to give him a seat? I hope they're looking at themselves right now going, do you know what? I was absolutely wrong. Because I no do doubt they are. A hundred percent. Well, look good. I hope they are because you look at what he's done for this team this year. He, there's games that he has just went, right, boys, jump on my back. We're going here. And he's been absolutely outstanding, absolutely one hundred percent outstanding. I'd
1: be I'd be surprised if anybody was so stubborn would would look back and say no. I I stand by the fact that I don't think Blair Riley has performed because Blair Riley, like you say, has been the captain that that you want you know we've had some i think the conversation Davey you got involved with and i think andrea cochran or somebody brought it up with regards to where he ranks in the great captains and you round off the likes of cruiser Rebick, keith uh, you know sheds well, here, but, johnny uh, you know, Holt, you know, yeah packer you know you, you,
3: how do you rank them i don't think it's possible to i don't think, so. I I think in terms of movies he's had phenomenal success in his in his he's in his third season now in the Belfast Giants, but if you look, sheds what he's won, what he's done. George Awada, you know, arguably for me, his number should hang on the bridge. Shane Johnson, his number does. Jeff Ho, first captain of the Belfast Giants, done it. You know, won the league in his second season. Packer. Jason Jason Ruff, we all think Packer wasn't legitimately a, a season long captain. Yes, he had to say on his shirt, but you know, Jason Ruff. Yeah. It, it, some of us believe to be. In, in terms of pure ability, maybe not what he's produced to the organisation over longevity. One of the best guys ever to wear the shirt, Paul Cruz, the reputation he came with, and and did it all for us. Ray, Jeremy Rebick, unbelievable. Adam Keefe, what he's done over you know the, the six or seven seasons he played, and now he's stepped behind the bench and Blair Riley. How do you rank that quality? It's, it, for me, I don't think you could rank that in order. the, the, the guys. As guys, as great human beings, as seems mm. to be a, a popular nuance these days, just as guys, they're all absolutely fantastic men. But in terms of leadership, what they've produced in terms of trophies and what they've produced in terms of entertainment and stuff the Belfast Giants, I personally could not rank them.
1: It's interesting how successful we've been in terms of selecting captains I guess every club could turn around and say, you know, we have our captains who are successful. You know, but uh, looking back through our almost 20-year history, we have had some great captains, and Blair Riley is another one of those.
3: I don't believe there's another club in the country in the last 20 years could list off a better selection of captains. The challenge is out there, if you listen to this podcast and you're a fan of another team, give me your list that's better than my list, (laughs) and I'll tell you you why you're wrong. Contact us at AVFTB
1: or at Davey underscore McGee. Right, uh, Belfast Giants have scored 37 goals in the last six games. But if you want to see the 12 goals that have uh, been scored just in the last two games, you can get the highlights on KingdomOfTheGiants.com and you see them from Belfast Giants TV and Blaze TV. Uh, Before we move on, just a quick note for our sponsors. Beer 52 is the UK's number one craft beer delivery service. They'll deliver you all different selection of craft beers, porters, stouts, whatever you like. Different selection every single month, and you can get them on beer52.com forward slash avftv. The first box is free. Uh, Also, to Phonicab, we'll be talking about the Player of the Month award in just a second, but a big thanks to them for sponsoring that. And uh, Total Performance Fitness, who get behind our post-game interviews, and you can find them on kingdomofthejance.com or soundcloud.com forward slash avf. And big thanks to all of our sponsors for for this season. Um, The next thing on my agenda is actually the civic reception that took place at Belfast City Hall just uh, well, just under a week ago. Simon, you were there. It was a recognition to the Belfast Giants that the, the Belfast City Hall was lit up in teal. The, the, the Lord Mayor gave a speech. Uh, we, there's an article on kingdomofjants.com with an interview with, uh, with Robert Fitzpatrick where he brings up the fact she mentions the ice rink. It's something that we will be champion on this show week in, week out, as you know. But uh, it's a great bit of recognition for the team considering their achievements so far this season.
2: Yeah, and you know it was organised before uh, the league was won as well. It was, it was more or less uh, they were talking about doing it as a, the Challenge Cup uh, recognition, and and it sort of turned into a bigger celebration than because of the the league championship as well. And you know all the boys were there, and uh, the ice academy were there from you. Know, they were getting their uh, certificates handed out uh, by the Lord Mayor as well. So you know the the, the big thing for me and like yeah, you just mentioned it was was the recognition from the council that we need more ice drinks. Yeah. Um They, you know, the mayor's basically said it on record, she said in front of all those people that night, that the, the council will do it. They will basically back it. Um, that's the first time that somebody's come out and recognized that, which is absolutely huge. Yes, they Odyssey trust are working their tail off to try and get everything uh, in order, all their ducks in a row, and make sure everything, you know, it, it is up and running ASAP, but... It's absolutely crucial now. You know, we've got, we've got a lot of kids coming through, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 years of age, and a few younger as well that are showing a lot of potential. But to make that next step, we need more facilities, uh, to, to basically put us on the, to the next step itself. And, I mean, just yesterday, the, the, GB women, uh, you know, got a silver medal in their world stage, or World Cup, sorry, World Championship stage as well which is fantastic. You know, the, the whole GB setup, was not one of your favourite topic, Paddy, but, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, the whole setup the, from the from the under-18s, uh, right the whole way through to under-21, right the whole way through to the senior setup. Now the women are, are getting uh, good records and, and picking up medals as well. It's important for that as as well as the opportunity for maybe another team, Ireland, to have a go at it. Um, you know, let's be honest, the, the kids that are coming through from Belfast, won't get the recognition to play for Team although that a lot of them possibly could. And uh, But if there's another chance for Team Ireland to get up and run again, whether it's at another 16, under 18 or 21 level or the senior level, um, they need more facilities. And it's not just in the north. They have to get facilities down south as well. I'm absolutely <laughs> baffled that there isn't an ice rink in Dublin. I just don't get it. I honestly don't get it. I mean, they used to have one... Um in a in a carpet warehouse in Fibsburgh, um where the you know the fans pissed on you from above onto your bench and that's, that started a rat and then we had to get a police escort out of the place. But that's another story. But um I just, <laughs> and a good one by the sounds just, of it. Oh mate, that's an absolute cracker. But the um I honestly can't understand why that facility in Dublin has never materialized. I just mm. don't get it.
1: What you, mentioned, you mentioned it there, Simon, and one of the other things that took place at that civic reception was the graduation for the guys from the Belfast Giants Ice Academy. If you don't know what that is, it's in its second year now, and they take in 20 care-experienced young people for, and give them sort of a... They give them development. They put them on the ice with the Belfast Giants and teach them how to skate, but that's not just it. You know, they, they have a lot of professional off-ice training, including sessions of communications, diversity, innovations, and, and skills training to try to give them a bit of a foot up and the new skills and attributes to seek improvement in their life chances. Uh, well, don't just take it from me. Uh, we've got an interview here uh, that Simon did with Alicia Duncan, who was, well, actually, let's let her, let's let her tell her own story.
2: Uh, Alicia Duncan, uh, a mentor in the Ice Academy in the second year. Last year, you were the uh, one of the participants. Um, how did that all come about with the, the invitation to the Ice Academy?
4: So I grew up in foster care, so I did. And when I turned 18, I moved into supported accommodation run by Bernardo's, where I had my own flat. And they had a poster um, advertising the Belfast Giants Community Odyssey Ice Academy, and I wasn't too sure of it. I'd been to games and all before, but and I just thought, w- why not? I'll give it a go. And I, and then I so I signed up, and I really enjoyed it.
2: When you're on the ice at the SSE Arena. And you're being out there alongside the Belfast Giants, Adam Keith and, and some of the players as well. I'm sure it was a, a lot of fun as, as as well as being involved in in what you're doing and, and getting involved in the Ice Academy.
4: It was a lot of fun because like, you watch the boys. Um... On the ice every weekend, playing ice hockey, and you don't and you don't think you would um, be playing ice hockey with them or helping them teach you. Like the Odyssey does have skating sessions with the Giants, but playing ice hockey with them is a lot different. You can see them getting competitive with you, and it just shows them that they they just want to be part of the community as well. Like it's not just a professional team; they're reaching out to everyone.
2: Could you skate before you got involved in the ice academy?
4: I could ice skate, but I couldn't play ice hockey, which is two completely different things.
2: <laughs> Sk- skating around with the stick and the helmet and all yeah. the equipment, though, no, it does make it a little bit different.
4: It does, it does, yeah. And like for obviously the boys, they take like, like it doesn't take them too long to get the gear on. And t- took our group of about a good 30, 45 minutes. Jeff was telling us to hurry up every session to get onto the ice. So it was, but once you get all the gear on and all you're you're feeling the atmosphere and like, you're ready to go.
2: We have just uh, heard your speech in front of all these people at the uh, city hall tonight. Um, that must took a lot of confidence for you to stand up in front of these people, too.
4: It, it definitely did. Like, I would never imagine myself speaking in front of um, the city, in front of the Lord Mayor, or even like my favorite sports team. Like a year, like a year ago, I wouldn't have did anything like it, even from English GCSE speaking. So I wouldn't. Um, but just to come up here and just to uh, tell the Belfast Giants and let them know how much of an impact they've made on me um, by being on the Ice Academy with us.
2: The mentor uh, role this year, you've been leading by example and obviously bringing the new kids along with you as well.
4: So the mentor programme, obviously I did the programme last year but this year I was invited along and uh, helped the new participants this year. It's just been great this year. We went on a residential and everything with the young people and I've had more of a leadership role and just uh, having friends and, uh, and like it's not just to, and to see like the ones from last year come back and regain friendships from them.
2: And leading on from that, uh, you've now got a job at the SSA Arena slash Odyssey.
4: So I was at the I now have a job working in W five as a casual worker. I do I work there most most of the, the, the days of the week and it sort of came about uh, I was invited along with Wendy Langham at the French of Four uh, back in November um, and I was talking to Robert Fitzpatrick and he was going on to me about working in W5 and everything because I was working in a job where I wasn't really enjoying it and I just didn't have much confidence working there but um, Robert was going on about working in W5 and I was like are you sure it's a job for me um, but once um, I signed up for the job and I've been working there since December um, which I'm really enjoying now and I'm also going to uh, with thanks to um, to some of the Odyssey Trust staff helping me I'm now going to be starting a foundation degree in event management at Belfast Met in
2: September too. That's absolutely fantastic. On top of that the Belfast Giants have just won the Elite League Uh, you must be pleased with that and maybe another chance to win a trophy at the end of this weekend as
0: well.
4: Yes, so I was at the awards night on Sunday night, so I found out then, um, obviously I walked in and everybody, two minutes to go, two minutes to go, one minute, and I just to go in and just see the team come out of the room and just like party with them, essentially, um, that we've won the league it was the best feeling, because I haven't been a fan for like too long, like about maybe one or two seasons. So it has. And now we've got the chance of going for the Grand Slam with four trophies. And like as a fan I, and as an LCS Academy mentor, like I don't see how, why they couldn't do it.
1: Thanks, Alicia. Great story. Davey, the, the Giants, over the, you know, we, we know with regards to Jim Gillespie and, and, and what he brought to the, to the club and, and the sort of professional and sort of community aspects that he brought to the club. But the Ice Academy and what you hear there from Alicia is fantastic.
3: She's an inspirational. Um I'm not gonna call her <laughs> I am gonna call her she's an inspirational we guard. Um inspirational young woman and um speaks so well. And it's just another thing that the the you know, it's it's so well, it's a hidden secret almost. You know, the Ice Academy's been going for a couple of years now, doing such great work and it's 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 visionary, if you like. It's it's getting young guys and young girls off the street, it's giving them a chance and you know, it's giving them a chance in the marketplace as well. They're getting to they get jobs out of it. They're getting confidence out of it, and they're coming back and, and helping other people, which is you know key to me that they've seen how good it can be. And you know, says knows a lot more about it than I do, with me being out of the country most of the time. And you know, it's something that if I ever get back to Northern Ireland, I'd love to be involved in some way, helping out.
1: Says so great interview from, from the girl. Like I say, she's she's had a tough, but she's found a way just to, to to overcome that and, and achieve.
2: She's a great kid, a real, real good kid. You know, listen, they're uh, being in foster care from from the age of four years of age. I have absolutely no idea what that would be like. No uh, you know, being put from from pillar to post, and um, you know, and coming out the other side. But David touched on there. I know an awful lot more about it. I don't, I, and I've, I've probably been a bit ignorant to it, if I'm honest. Um, you know, Mace has has been involved from day one, uh, the start of the year before last. Um, and you know Steve Thornton, uh, Adam Keith's heavily involved, the boys get them on the ice whenever they possibly can. Uh, just going out there and, and whether it's takes them out of skate or stick handler or whatever it may be. Um and I, I honestly didn't really put much attention into it. But when Alicia started speaking at the City Hall in front of all those people who she was I mean she she talked about being anxious um beforehand I and mean, when she was I arrived at the, at the City Hall last Wednesday night. She was walking about with a clipboard and her notes and stuff on it, and I could see that she was really, really nervous. She didn't come across that way when she started speaking. I thought she was absolutely fantastic. Debbie's got inspiration, 100%, 100%. And this year she was used as, as the mentor because she did it the first year. Um, she's now working on W5. Uh, you know, she's going, She started a, a degree in university. This would not be possible without the Odyssey Trust, without the people behind it, the likes of Mason and, and Wendy uh, Langham from the Odyssey yeah. Trust as well. All those people putting the efforts in and getting the kids, you know, some who have been through very, very tough times um, to a position where they do have someone to go to, they do have somebody to speak to, they do have somebody to look up to. And even though Alicia's is probably probably five foot one, she, she, was, she gets yeah. to that group. Um, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I know that they're, they're planning to do it again next year. Um, and for a, a, a massive kudos to everybody involved. I think it's just hands up, or tap tips, as Joel would say, uh, to everybody involved with the Odyssey uh, Ice Academy. Here, hear. hear.
1: It's a, it's it's another feather in the cap for the, uh, for the Odyssey Trust, for the Belfast Giants, and it's a fantastic opportunity that is provided to these kids. And long may that continue. <laughs> Time for the results of March's Player of the Month Brought to you by Phonakab We put four nominees out to you guys You cast your votes And well, over 1,100 of you Put your name behind one of those four Belfast Giants So, the results in order With 20% of the vote Number 14, Jordan Smotherman With 21% of the vote Number 12, Kyle Bond With 28% of the vote Number 34, Tyler Beskarwani But with 31% of the vote, your Player of the Month for March is number 89, Jonathan Boxall. Congratulations to Boxall. He was presented with the award after the game last weekend. And thanks to all 1,100 of you who cast your vote in this month's Player of the Month competition. And a big thank you to Phonacat. Congratulations to Jonathan Boxall, who picked up his award, as I say, after the game against uh, the Coventry Blaze there, just before the, the the lesser trophy, the league trophy, was handed out. Of course, the better trophy being the I've used in the Bridge Player of the Month Award. Um, Davey, you know, Boxall has been such a great servant to the club and, and well-deserving of the
3: award. Yeah, um, when you look back at the last month, take away... The couple of goals they chipped in, which, which are key in the running to get scored out of every line, not just we talked about the first, second and third lines earlier on for that fourth line to come up with goals as well. The big block in the uh, Challenge Cup final is one that is, is on highlight reels all the time. Now, you know, those things resonate with fans. That's what we want as Belfast Giants. We want that blue collar work. We want the guys to lie down in front of the shots for us because a big block shot like that and a big block shot like Kendall McFall comes up with on Saturday night are as good as a big save from Besco or as good as a goal from Darcy Murphy. You know, those are the key things that you just want contribution. And Johnny Boxall has contributed when he's been out on the ice, not just this month, but especially he seems to have really risen his game in this last month to be to, he's desperate to be out on the ice and he's earning his ice time and that's all you can expect or all you want from a guy. And you know, the other candidates were fantastic candidates that people have spoken, and I can't argue with their decision says before come and get your uh,
1: opinion on this you had a chance to speak with Boxy earlier today
2: uh, Tuesday morning uh, boys are back to work uh, ready to get on the ice here at the SSA Arena I'm joined by Jonathan Boxley, the a View from the Bridge Player of the Month for March um, Boxy uh, what's your thoughts on uh, the fans voting has uh, their favourite player for March
0: yeah, obviously that's a, in all seriousness, a very prestigious award. There's been a lot of guys that have come through this organization and, and, and had the privilege of winning that. So to just be mentioned with them is, is an honor. And obviously that was a big month for us winning, um, you know, the things we did. So yeah, it's, it was a special month and, to get any accolade is, is a privilege, but it was you know I'm sure it's a cliche thing you hear, but it was a team month, so let's let's not take take away from that. Mm, I'm I'm going to take away from that uh, for the minute. Uh-huh.
2: You know uh, that huge block in the cup final was you know a lot of fans really appreciate your effort and you know your role in this team. But coming up with a couple of big goals down the stretch as well is an important part of it, and uh, and you played your role to you know seriously seriously high act.
0: Well, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, obviously, Kenny had that big block um, here against Coventry at the end of the second period. I think the timing of it and the way he did it in such a big moment on the penalty kill just shows the buying from this team as the first thing key for said when we came in the room is you know those sort of things win championships and to have any part of the amount of winning that we've had this year is a big is a big thing. So no, it was it was a real honour to win it the way I did, and obviously there was a good crowd for uh, seeing the trophy presentation, so it was a special night.
2: Coventry, uh, past weekend, uh, did you a favor the week before um, you didn't take out uh, lightly you went out and, and literally dem- demoralised them um, all over the weekend with 12 twelfth scoreline.
0: yeah no it was it was a great great weekend. I think everybody everybody did their role and uh, we we we're riding high right now, and we know what we have the opportunity to do going into Nottingham this weekend and we appreciate what Coventry did for us. Um, they're a good group of guys, and it shows a lot of character in that room to win the way they did against Cardiff with let's be honest here kind of a meaningless game and a lot of pride in that room but we knew what we had to do and it didn't matter um it didn't matter who we were coming up against We knew we had to go through them And uh, we've done that So we're looking forward to the next challenge Against Guildford
2: When I say demoralised I meant demolished And you know My, my English isn't great <laughs> No, no, that's right Guildford this weekend um, Saturday afternoon Game 1 o'clock uh, In front of Nottingham You've played in that arena A lot of times As a Nottingham Panther uh, But going in there As a giant um, The favourites To to uh, pick that title up um, Any more pressure On the boys for that?
0: Yeah, no. It's any team you play at that weekend. It's going to be pressure, um, but yeah, it's going to be a special weekend. I've only had the privilege of playing it once, um, and I know know how important this is for the club. Um, With someone was saying that in the last twenty years of the club's existence, we've only won the playoffs twice, um, and we know how special it would be to finish this year off the way, way we'd like to. So we need to make sure we you know just look ahead to Guildford and see where see where that result goes. And uh, I know we'll be ready. We're good. We're going to have a good week of practice, and it'll be good. Says so player of the month.
2: Yeah, you know, I spoke to Boxy uh, this morning. To be honest, he he came across a wee bit embarrassed um, in, in getting the recognition, and and I don't think he should be embarrassed in the status. You know, when you look at, when you look at the guys who have have won the award and uh, over the last couple of years that, that we've been doing it, um, you know, some of the names in that trophy are, are, you know, top, top, top players. Players who play upwards of 17, 18 minutes a game, um... Boxy doesn't, you know. He's playing three or four minutes a game, um, and you know when he when he's coming out there and he's putting the effort. in, just as you say about the block shot and the and the uh, the cup final, he scored two goals in three games coming down the stretch, two important goals as well, um, you know, and, and getting those wins and um, and obviously picking up that trophy. I can't remember. Is it is it eight goals for the season, Davey? Boxy. yeah. I think it's I think it's eight goals and ten points. Again, look at the, the ice time he gets. He, he, you know, for the ice time he gets, he makes the most of it. Um, for me, the, he deserves it solely for knocking the bag out of Kevin Noble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should have done it again you on know, Saturday. Absolutely, if you had the chance. You know, he, I know he picked up a bit of a knock on Saturday. He didn't get much ice time on the third period, but it'd um, be good to go this weekend. But you know, with that that game uh, when uh, Noble hit. Uh, Lewis Hook on the blue line, yep. Boxing did not hesitate, and that's exactly what needed. That game needed that, um, and he stood up for his teammates as he always does. He's done it numerous times this season. I don't know how many five-minute he's had this year, but for fighting. But mm. you know, he, he, there's. Uh, uh, Do you want them? So it be thoroughly deserved. Um, top top lad and fair play and congratulations, Jonathan Boxing. Go on, three fight,
3: three, three fight majors. Oh. Go for it. All, all three have drawn. Uh, instigator the penalties also. All three, all three. I We can. Give, I don't want to get into a conversation yeah, about that. Them. We would be in a
1: conversation about the instigator penalty for the rest of the you know, podcast. And eight
3: plus three, as Simon said.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, I guess the natural thing to do now. Well, congratulations to Boxy and Pickle Up. Thanks to Phone and Cab for sponsoring the award. The natural movement now. Um The natural move is now to talk about the Kingdom of the Giants most valuable player of the award, the nineteenth time that this award will be handed out. And the details are on kingdom of dot com. All you have to do is email us at MVP at kingdom dot com and tell us who you're are choosing as your Belfast Giants most valuable player polls are going to close on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night I think at ten o'clock. But if you get your get your votes in now, email MVP at giants dot com. I know who Simon Kitchen has voted for, but go
2: on, says Tyler Baskervilleani, yeah. thoroughly deserved. Big man has been absolutely sublime this year. Eight shutouts, as David touched on earlier on. He's been lights out. Unbelievable and thoroughly deserves my vote. Yeah, we got that vote in. Uh, first time emailer,
3: so it's good to hear from you, there, Simon.
2: Yep, first time <laughs> emailer. Yep, uh,
3: Davey. I'm going to come back on my on my pick in a wee second. I'm going to give some honourable mentions. Um, obviously, Darcy Murphy over a hundred points this season, over fifty goals, phenomenal, Just sensational. Um, and I think we talked about Blair Riley having a slow start of the end uh, the season, duty engine stuff. Darcy Murphy didn't have a, a blazing hot start to the season either. And, you know, when he's picked it up, he's been absolutely... before unbelievable, just Unbelievable, this guy. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely right. Before we went on that road trip, there was a few players that just hadn't really got going as, as the season started. That road trip really sparked us into life. Um, Look down at this Blair Riley we've talked about already. Josh Roach, what can you say about a first-year pro who's came in here, sixty-nine points coming in the last weekend out of seventy-seven games? Played you know, more
1: games this season than he has the last three seasons combined. Him and yeah.
3: him and Kendall McFaul. Paddy Dwyer, you know, going I don't have I haven't updated him stats with the, the the twelve goals that we're scoring last weekend, but going in the last weekend, Paddy Dwyer, eighty-one points in fifty-four games, absolutely phenomenal season he's had. He's been out. Of, he's he's missed obviously what's that twenty-three games missed big chunks of the season. Um, Kevin Rayne, talked about him last week. How he, he came in, not with a cloud over him, but he came in with, with questions, the answer, if you like, with because of the things that were said whenever he left. Answered everyone. Uh, has been sensational. Joe put him on the spot, on the ice, after the mm-hmm. uh, trophy was awarded last week. And he spoke so well about, yes, it is a great place to play. Um, you know, Josh Roach, you can't mention Josh Roach without mentioning Curtis Leonard. You know, the two of them if you bear with me one second while I frantically scroll through these spreadsheets here Um we've played 77 games this season right 77 games Josh Roach has started has been on the starting six 58 times Curtis Leonard 63 times they're our go. they are our go to pairing they start virtually every game that we play um what can you say? But I, I will go back with and I, I will back Simon Kitchen up there. My MVP for this season is gonna be Tyler Besco and I'm gonna throw a stat in with it. And what you okay. gonna do Jackson Whistle played seventy games in his time with the Belfast Giants. Who? Exactly. Seventy games in his time for the Belfast Giants, four thousand one hundred and fourteen minutes. He has he conceded two hundred and twelve goals. Tyler Beskorani has played sixty nine games for the Belfast Giants and has conceded one hundred and forty five goals. There is a seventy goal swing in seven in seventy games. Goodness me! So eight shot nine twenty three save percentage. You know, many saves as he made seventeen hundred and eight saves this season in four thousand, just over four thousand minutes. He has been. Exceptional. I've said before: defenses, goalies win championships. Forwards win games. Don't get me wrong; those guys have been sensational. But Tyler Belskowami should be the MVP for the club this season. Um, you that you I didn't even get to mention. Stick at bottom corner, Dustin Johnner. You know he has.
2: You could go through. There, there believe, has been. Believe me,
1: I've, I've, I've been. looking at all the. I've been looking at all the players that have been coming in, being named. You know, the emails are coming to me, and I'm. I'm collecting all these votes. And it is a widespread of players who are being uh, nominated for this award, which goes to show the strength in depth that this team have had all season long. The fact that there are so many names coming in. I, I'm going to back the two of you. It's Tyler best for me. That's where my vote went. Um, but that's not to say that there aren't a wealth of standout players that you've went through there, David, and you've you mentioned it's just uh, in regards to Paddy Dwyer. You know, high how, how in a season when a player gets a hundred points, when a player player scores fifty goals, that you know they don't because. Oh, sorry, I'm 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 not going to give him the play or my vote for the MVP because Tyler Baskerani going to get it. I, it just shows how great this team has been all season. Funny that's that stat that you saw regards to um, Beskar and Jackson Whistler's swing has sent me straight to the league table. There's a 56, 56 goal differential between us and the Sheffield Steelers. Just saying that. Um, and just saying, is there not one
3: more player of the month? Oh, sorry, MVP you're going to... want to think the, the guy who's been healthfully scratched now 79 times Considering they took him on a contract on a pay as you play basis, and you know, but he makes the best bagels. <laughs> he makes the best tea, and one of those breakfasts, like says with those beans. Oh, they are the b- Are You kidding me, Simon? I'm not joking. If you haven't got yourself down to Cargo Coffee before the end of the season, make it your plan the off season to get down there one support way heck of a nice guy top man. Friend, of, friend of the show and all that there but the the food, the service down there is absolutely second to none unbelievable Yep, get
1: your votes in for the Kingdom of the Giants MVP award Davey it's been, a, this is the
3: 19th time we're handing it out It's the 19th time Paddy give me one second to look up my Twitter or not even my Twitter, I have that picture from earlier to really quickly run down the list of names. This it's probably, would it be right in saying we're probably the only, if you want to call it a supporters club, whatever, that has awarded a trophy every season? Uh, I think. Apart so. from the club, you know. The, the, it the started off own. with a t shirt that was handed yeah, the, to, to Shane Johnson. Shane Johnson. So 2001, I'll go in order years. So two, 2001, first season owners: Shane Johnson, Mike Bales, Dave Matsos, Jason Ruff, Martin Klempa, Theo Fleury. Roman Gavalier, Mark Dudium, Paul the Driller Denison, Stephen Murphy, John Glead, Stephen Murphy, second-time winner, Daryl Lloyd, Calvin Elfring, what a guy, Daryl Lloyd again, another two-time winner, Brandon Benedict, Blair Riley, and last year, Ryan Martinelli. So Who? quite a list of uh, guys. As I said earlier, the list is long but distinguished. Yep.
1: There will be a 19, 19th name added to that list. MVP at kingdomofthegiants.com or find all the details on kingdomofthegiants.com website. Right, the fan agenda is just going to be us, boys. We've got a few questions. I'm going to rattle through them. Simon Gray, Simon, I'll put Simon's question to you, Simon. Um, should we do a with Playoff Finals weekend and have a home and away series like in other countries? Do you I
2: see, know Blair Riley, see
1: Blair Riley talking about that this week as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't think you'll hear this ever again from me. Um, but I say agree with um, Dave Sims. I want to beep that out. You <laughs> you know, Dave. Dave's one hundred percent right in what he's saying with regards Are you kidding to kidding me, um, Simon, getting the getting the uh, the, the games organised, especially for arena teams at short notice. It's a, a, a you know. If you take it this year, nobody expected. Well, especially the Sheffield Steelers, nobody expected them to be sitting in seventh place. So um, you know, if, if they get into the playoffs, what's the the hard at the, the skidder teeth, um, you know, and arena times booked, and they, it's going to be a Tuesday a Thursday night for argument's sake, and um, or do they extend that season for for the sorry for um, for the Elite League ban archer two or three weekends? I just find it. But the way the, the business models are for the elite league teams, I just find it very difficult to understand how teams wouldn't be able to fill, for argument's sake, a, a four and a half thousand seater, which is average for the Giants this year. Would they get a four and a half thousand in for playoffs on a Tuesday or Thursday night? I don't think they would. Um, and, you know, even if it was a smaller rank, of, for argument's sake, if I the Viola arena, you know, he holds 3,000 or 2,800 or something. You know, I, I actually think they'd be struggling to fill that um, on a Tuesday or Thursday night during the week as well. And, you know, coming into late nights, people don't want to be sitting inside ice rinks all day long, uh, or all night long, without, you know, potentially coming out of work and, and uh, you know, not getting any sun. Well, it has been brilliant in Belfast the last couple of days. Okay. But it, I, I sort of do agree with, with uh, Dave Sims, although... I would love to see a mini series, whether it's three, even three games or five games uh for quarterfinals, semifinals um and you know for the finals as well. I understand why it's not. I understand that the playoff weekend basically you know goes a long way to funding the elite league throughout the year, uh whether it's officials or travel or it could be you know obviously the new trophies what's to buy every year. Um, you just don't know, but um, and I think it will be very difficult to go down the lines of doing a series. Although I would love to see it, David. I remember, I remember the
1: uh, when the during the ISL days, and we had the group stages, and I think we had that again. But uh, the, I quite enjoyed the group stages, except I think the season we won the the ISL, uh, we missed out on the final four of playoffs on goal difference to the Manchester Storm. So you know, but but. The idea of the aggregate and the quarterfinal, semifinal, final. There, there are different sides to it as well. The the, the league themselves make a hell. I say they make four hundred k out of the out of the um out of the playoff final weekend, and that's so. For argument's sake, that's forty k per team this season. The teams aren't going to want to give that up.
3: No, it, it allows you to, to buy one premium level player for your following season, doesn't it? That it's a lot of operating costs there. But I can't see a time where they're gonna turn with it as a massive cash cow, the, the, the playoff finals weekend. It's as probably as good as, as it's gonna get over here because of the, the issues with having arena time and rink time and, and certainly why we have we're a one rink time, we're certainly not in a position to to you know to write our own schedule but I would love to see it. You know the the playoffs. Whenever you know, I know we're not the NHL, but when you go into that, and we remember when Detroit used to go to the playoffs, how much fun it was. The you remember know, remember those days. Lose, you lose a couple of games, you're not dead. Yeah. You know, the, effectively, the the um, the Coventry Blazers playoffs were over after 30 minutes. That's, you know, we were three 0 up. We weren't we weren't looking back. We were in the rearview mirror at that stage, and you know their playoffs are over. Whereas if you know they lose that game. It's not an aggregate score. They go into the Sunday night and okay, we went and beat them seven two. They're two 0 down. They're not out of it. They can still get something in a couple of days or the following weekend, whenever it might be. Yeah, it's been a long season. It's a sixty game league season. Can that be? Could that be pegged back in some way to the lie? You know, some form of mini series. It's it's hard to know how you would actually do it logistically. And you know, I kind of agree with Simon that. At the minute, the logistics aren't there to, to enable us to do it. So the best of the the best of the bad situation is the uh, the playoff final weekend. But it, it's 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 going to be fantastic as well. You know, a lot of players haven't played in this atmosphere before, and it'll give them something to uh, to really really remember in their careers. Uh, Thomas Brownley, what do you, uh, Davy? I'll start with you.
1: What do you think of the all know nonsense of playoffs? Nonsense. Yep.
3: But I'm, a, I'm, a one, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a one team guy that's it, the end if they, they, if they, if they, like, Giants weren't there, last year I wasn't there the Giants go, I go, I don't go and support anybody else I'm a Giants man. Yeah.
2: Agreed Simon? I, yeah, I, I absolutely agree it's a load of um, the, uh I mean last year I had my flight booked at my hotel I was managed to cancel my hotel okay, uh, but you know I'm not going to waste my time going to the playoffs if, if the Giants aren't there
1: one from Tammy Hughes. Davey, um looking back at the Smotherman the do you feel we were overpatient with certain players? Obviously
3: we won the league
1: but it was close. Was that a turning point of the season?
3: Um, was it a turning point? No, he's a very good player. Coming into a very good team, he's making a very good team a little bit better. Um, fantastic, fantastic hockey player. You know, he's, what's he got, 12 goals and over 13 goals in 23 games 20 odd points, no point a game guys came in here and Challenge Cup final winner you know, but the disappointment in this to me is that the forgotten guys, you know, Bish contributed, I'm, I'm disappointed because I called Bish, you know, at the start of the season he was going to be my MVP, I thought he was going to come in here, rip this league apart he got 24 points in 44 games unfortunately for him, it just didn't click for him in Belfast and I'm still off the belief that Hunter Bishop, he worked his socks off when he was in Belfast. He was his, his own biggest critic. And I just don't know for whatever reason, he just didn't fit or it just didn't work out for him. It's still a lot of time for the bishop, but unfortunately it didn't work out for him. Smoke coming in and you, you see on Twitter and you see in the social media, the guy gets it. He gets what it's to be a Belfast Giants. He's found a home very, very quickly here and he loves it. And he great at interacting with the fans and all but the performances on the ice as I said he's making a really really good hockey club even better so you know credit to him for coming in and hitting the ground rolling says you know over the course of this season
1: jelly got injured in came kevin rain out went francis Bavillier and hunter bishop in came higgy and smo was there a real turning point in those pickups
2: yeah the, the smo uh smotherman signing has certainly been a big plus uh I mean, when you when you look, you, you talk about guys missing games. Um, you know, Paddy Dwyer missed twenty-two league games this season. And I said it last week; we'd have been absolutely clear of anybody and everybody if he'd have been playing all those games. Um, but you know, I think it's five. Davey, there's no stop for you. How many guys finished the season playing all the games so far? Um, no, Actually, it, no, it, might be, it, it might
3: be four now because uh, no, did Hooky not miss one last week? Well, Huggie's down here on my sheet at 77 games, but that's that's maybe not right. Then I'll double check that for you. Um, Huggie, Lenny, um, Roche, Kendo, McCall, Kendo, Roche are the
2: four I've got down as. Yes. Yeah. No, it was Dustin Johnner missed the game the other. John Dustin Johnner missed the game. He missed two games. That's right. You know, and when you've only got four guys playing all those games, you know, you look at all the games that have missed. Yes, we have had to play guys who have been healthy scratch. You mean, you've got David Rutherford out of the lineup? at the minute. He's, there's nothing wrong with him. He's fully fit and ready to go, and he can't get into the lineup. You know, uh, I I wouldn't want to be Adam Keith right now. You know, Jonathan Fernand came in, replaced um, uh, Rutherford at the weekend. He scored two goals. He got Manly Saturday night, uh, got us up and running on, on Sunday. And that first goal on Sunday was absolutely crucial. You know, you, uh, yes, you'd still expect winning 5-0 on Saturday night the games over and done and dusted. They get a quick goal on Sunday. It's completely different. They get their, you know, their crowd behind them all shouting that stupid Coventry Blaze song. Um, And, uh, you know, they get up and running and going. But, you know, Ferdy got that first goal and literally killed the game on its head straight away. But uh, uh, David just touched on it there and I about, you know, going through the lineup and guys missing out. And uh, and I, I do think that, you know, we, we, you know, sometimes we probably are a little bit too patient with guys. And and sometimes you sort of wish that you would be a bit more ruthless. Um, but that's not how the Belfast Giants are. And it's never we've never been like that. You know, I was looking through the Sheffield Steelers lineup uh, at the weekend. And I can't remember exactly, but I think it was 39 players that they've used this year. Yeah. 39 players. Crazy. You know, that's just unbelievable. It's either 37 or 39, but you look at that, you look at about the guys that have been gassed and they've they're brought a new coach in. Uh, it just so happens that, you know, Barrasso got them to the playoffs but couldn't get them any further than the quarterfinals. Look at Paul Thompson. He gets sacked um, or left with, you know, a pat in the back um, and he's ripping the place up in, in Germany. It, it, you just never know what's going to happen in the league, league. It's uh It's been an eventful season, but as Davy said earlier on, I couldn't give a toss about every other team. It's all about the tail army.
1: (laughs) Thanks to everybody who sent in, Craig. We'll we'll leave it at that because uh, we've got a few things to cover before we wrap it up. Um, Thanks to everybody who sent in their TFA. Hashtag TFA. We'll come back to those next season. Um, Around the league, I'll start quickly with... ...stops. Drops. Bring that down. It's not not necessarily something that was handed out by Dops, but James Livingston, uh of the of the Cardiff Devils. There was an incident in their uh, quarterfinal game, the first leg against. The Sheffield Steelers, that was all over social media, whether it was a kneeing or not. There's a spear apparently involved. There are a few things happened that game, but Dobbs came up with nothing. You also had uh, Alex Guptel not getting a, a suspension for his fight in the final uh, minutes of the game, the last game of the season. So the five Flyers fans were up in arms. Um, Says, so uh, any comments on any of those?
2: I thought the uh, Livingston hit was a bit naughty. Um, and I thought that uh he should have got a suspension for uh the instigator. You know, it's, it's happened with numerous players this year. Um but sorry, the Cardiff Devils didn't get one with Mark Lewis a few weeks ago. Um Panthers didn't get one with Gupta. Um there's a change in the road, let us know about it. But you know, it's uh it did, David, did you say Boxy got one late? Yeah, Come sure
3: missed the game miss, sure, the there. Yeah. Just a few weeks ago, because he had the instigator.
2: So know, what's what's the
3: difference? I don't know. The, the The game sheet is still online and showing that Gupto, uh It's like fifty nine forty seven, fighting instigator. I'll 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 chase that up Mark for you.
1: Was, Mark Lewis was Mark was the same. His uh, earlier on in the season for the Cardiff Devils. Yeah, but the, his, his was
3: changed. His, his the well, game sheet was changed from okay. not the, the, the for not to be an instigator penalty um after the fact, but um. Good, those are still on there. As for the Livingstone hit, I spoke about the Bulmer hit last week, saying I didn't think he particularly widened his stance, and he got a three-game ban. Livingston changes direction and uses a knee to, to try and stop the translatable player going past. For me, it was a clear, you know, widening of stance or change of direction, and it's knee on knee. There's no such thing in the rule book as a clean hit below the waist. So for me, it's it's at least five plus game supplementary discipline. Possibly, I didn't think Bulmer deserved three games. I'm not saying that I think Livingstone deserves three games, but you know, and we always have to be careful that we're not comparing apples and eggs. But both name penalties, one week apart, one gets three match ban, one gets nothing.
2: And he played on Sunday, didn't he? Yeah,
3: didn't get suspended. No, it's ridiculous. So it's just, it's just, it's it's a little, a little something to give us to chew over. Uh,
1: Playoff qualifications, the. Bray are the Blairhead Buller the Glasgow clan lost, well, won 3 0 up against Guildford in Guildford, but then proceeded to lose two goals and then get shut out at home and lose the whole tie 7 <laughs> 3. That's them out and Guildford progress. The Sheffield Steelers were 5 1 up uh, at home to the Cardiff Devils, and then conceded over the next 3 games. game, I think, 10 goals uh, to score only 3. A bit of a nil by Cardiff, but that knocked the Sheffield Steelers out. And Cardiff progressed 5. Well, they were 3-0 up at home to the Nottingham Panthers, and they lost 3 goals and then lost in Nottingham and they went out. And they are right. The and Nottingham Progress. So your final four for the playoff finals weekend, sponsored by PredictorBet. Uh, this weekend are, of course, the Belfast Giants, the Cardiff Devils, the Nottingham Panthers, and the Guildford Flames. And I, based on last week's predictions, I can tell you that only one man got it right. Who was it? I think it was me, wasn't it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Only Simon got the right four. Well done, man. Um, let's let's preview those games. I the Belfast Giants take on. The Guildford Flames at 1pm on Saturday in the first semi-final, while the Cardiff Devils take on the Nottingham Panthers at 5pm in the second. Both will be streamed by EIHL-TV. I believe the details of that will be released on Wednesday. Uh, so prices and how to get them, they'll all come out on Wednesday. Keep an eye on, on the Elite League website. They will be streamed. And then on Sunday, the third, fourth place game, the most lucrative game in Elite League hockey <laughs> 12pm, and the final at 4pm, and you'll get that on free sports with Iron Murphy, Chris Ellis, uh, Paul Eady, and whoever else they bring on board. Um, I'll start with you, Debbie. This The Belfast Giants in the last 20 years, or 20 years of their existence, have never gone into a playoff weekend with the opportunity that they're now afforded.
3: Yeah, don't want to say the words either, Paddy. Uh, this is going to be a difficult game. You know, we look back just a few weeks that we played them in the Challenge Cup Final. We know what the Sheffield, or sorry, the Guildford Flames are all about. They are, they are of uh, a very, very hot top six, including their goaltending when, it, when it's on form. And they're very, very good special teams. It's critical. Hopefully their referees keep the whistles in their pocket because that's critical that we play five on five. Um, our special teams have been really, really good this season. We're, and 110 or something over the you know combined and that's that's really good darts. But you know, we have to stay five on five or better to, to beat this, to put this team away. You know, they've shut out a pretty good clan team, five nil at the weekend to to seal a good win. That wasn't going to be an easy tie for them. And they've gone to Glasgow, done a number, came back home and done a number. So you know it had to be taken very, very seriously. We can only concentrate on ourselves really at the minute and you know, the way we've played the last sort of two, three weekends, I don't think we should be fearful. We need to be respectful, but we've got to go in and just play our own game, stick the process and and hope we'll come out on the right side of it. Simon, this is game 80
1: of the season competitively for the Belfast Giants. It's been a long season, but what, what are what are the dangers? What what are the difficulties coming into this weekend?
2: Staying disciplined, uh, stand out of the penalty box. Um, if he's 100 percent right there, just a few minutes ago, and, and talking about, you know, their their special teams have been pretty decent. But so far, as you know, I, I read um somebody on Twitter a while ago saying how fast they are, and you know, a really super fast team. So are we, yep. you know, we 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 haven't won the league, and we haven't won the Challenge Cup by being a slow team. Um, we've we've been very successful this year so far. Uh, I think that you know if we can if we can. Stay disciplined. Uh, Besco, you know, he's he's feeling it. You know, he I was speaking to him uh uh today and, he, and he's feeling it. You've got boys who, who just walking in the training today. I was, I was down at the at the arena this morning. The boys are all well up for this, like they're all looking forward to it. Uh, the, you know, Blair Riley and uh Adam Keith and, and all the boys who have been there before have been telling the new guys, you know, that's a great experience, it's a fantastic atmosphere. You've got 11 different uh, sets of fans there, are a lot more uh, for the Panthers and, and Staters. Oh, sorry, the Staters, maybe not. Um, but, you know, you, you've always got uh, a large group of fans who <laughs> are cheering, Who, uh, who uh, are going to be cheering for, as you say, on loan um, to uh, the Belfast Giants or on loan to the Guildford Flames or whatever it may be. I can't see anybody wanting to come on loan to the Belfast Giants, um, to be honest. I really don't want them. Um, I want our fans to be loud I want our fans to get behind the team because we're going to need them this weekend um, you know, the boys have talked about before as being the seventh man on the ice um, I, I fancy our chances this weekend, I really do um, but the Guildford Flames are not going to roll over and just go right the way you go that just make your way through to the final, that's not going to happen
1: David, for you is it nerves or is it excitement?
3: Oh Nervous excitement that uh, that covered. Yeah, like I'm, I'm. I don't know. I don't even really know how to answer that. Um, I'm excited for the weekend because there's an opportunity here to to write a special page in the history of of what's been a really special 20 years for the Belfast Giants. You know, this, this could this could be above and beyond anything that the club's ever achieved. And and as speaking to Adam Keefe, obviously on Sunday night after the game. The width of a post away from something even more special, back in uh, back in January in the Continental Cup, you know he's he's still sore about that, which is mm. which is, is is something that tells you that you know the psyche of the man that has the potential here to win all four trophies, but kind of come away from the season slightly disappointed, and that tells you all you need to know about going forward with Adam Keefe as a as a head coach as well, and and, and what he did as a player for the club. Yeah, I'm nervous. Uh, I never, I never particularly enjoy the playoff weekend. Apart from two thousand and ten, when we went there and we knew we were going to win, it wasn't that was a done deal. You text me when I was writing an article like being on the way up and it says, "Don't be panicking, mate. It's, it's it's in the in the bag." And so it turned out to be. I don't have the same. I'm very very confident in the ability of this team. I believe in this team. They've proven time and time again in this season that got the winning mentality and they've got the skills to to win these games. But the final four is just it's not a lottery, the best team can come out on top, but we know that the Giants are when we play the Sheffield Steelers in the final, final. Was it Frank Doyle and that? You no, know, yep. the, the Giants pumped them, and we, we ran into a hot goaltender that night. We made one mistake and, and we lost a lot, unfortunately. And uh, you know, you, 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 I think this team is very, very well geared to go one better. So let's just let's hope that uh. That uh, we can come out on the right side this weekend,
1: Simon. Nervous or excited?
2: I'm not nervous at all. I'm Not really excited about it either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, well,
2: hey, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Yeah. You know, but that's because I get to see my mates and talk hockey and and watch the chance uh, hopefully win. And and you know again, the, if we play the way we can play, yeah, we're going to win this. I, oh, I agree. If we play, if we get two performances on Saturday
3: and Sunday, like we had last Saturday and Sunday, we'll be all right.
2: I agree. I absolutely agree.
1: We are the favourites. If you go through all the polls, you go through all the conversations, you, you hear Danny Stewart talk after the game. Of course, we'd beaten him, we'd humped them. but he said you know, any team that comes up against the way we were playing, especially on Saturday night, they're not going to beat us. We are. You look at who people think are going to win this weekend, Belfast Giants are the favourites, but taking the account from my perspective, they're going up first of all against the Guildford Flames. The Guildford Flames are going to be smarting from that Challenge Cup final. They played us; they took us all the way to overtime. They made a you, know, Dustin Johnner forces a mistake at the back, and they lose it on a shot from Snow after playing a phenomenal game. They're going out on Saturday to try to make wrong what went. Sorry, make right what went wrong for them. Then you come against the other semi-final. You start with the Nottingham Panthers, who could be them. And Nottingham Panthers have had a shit season. Let's be fair. They've had a shit season. As a case that in front of their home fans, on their home ice, they're going to try to make that right because they've lost a coach. They had an opportunity at the start of the season when they looked so strong and they looked like they had a roster and they fell away. So they've got guys there who are going to want to go out on their home ice and make a point. And then We've got the Cardiff Devils and the Cardiff Devils who lost out on a three-peat, who lost out on a league title by losing to the Coverty Blaze in eighth place, by losing a league title on regulation wins. And they're going out there to try to make right what went wrong in that. So there is a challenge out there, but let's be fair. This Belfast Giants team are the Challenge Cup champions. They're the Erhard Conference champions. They're the elite league champions. We've got Darcy Murphy scored 100 points. We've got Tyler Beskarani, who's the number one goalkeeper in the league. We've got players like Dustin Johner, We've got players like Paddy Dwyer, who's a phenomenal player in this league. We've got Jim Van Der Meer, who's a Rolls Royce at the back. We've got Kevin Ryan, who's on top of his game. And I'm not even starting to get into the likes of Johnny Boxall on the heart that he shows, the likes of Josh Roach, the likes of Kendall McFaul. We have the team that have shown over 60 games in the Elite League season, who's shown in that final game of the Continental Cup, when we were 2-0 down, to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And get back into the game with that shot from Dustin Johnner. We have the team who were 11 points down in January and won the league. We have the team who went the overtime against the Guildford Flames and found a way to win. This team can go into this weekend, despite the challenges ahead of them, and take this trophy. I have no doubt in that. The two games are on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, sorry, sorry Saturday the so two games on Saturday Giants against the Flames 1pm and the Devils against the Panthers 5pm both on Lately TV Sunday third, fourth place game at 12 final at 4pm with Aaron Murphy on Free Sports any other business boys?
2: Yeah, I'm you just okay? looking through Davey's list of uh, Kingdom of Giants Player of the Year Hi, is Colin Fields not on that? P- public vote I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's unbelievable. I'm, genuine. I'm actually sitting and looking at it going, I, I mean, the year he got over 100 points, um, I can't remember what year that was. was probably I, I think game. I was
3: oh, 09 10, was it?
2: I can't remember, David. But, it's you isn't know. That he, that he captained the team to play off success, would that be right? So, 09 10, Stephen Murphy got it, Well, Stephen Murphy pulled off those two, you know. Shootout, um, well, the 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 to, to be fair, I think would the vote have been before after the play? Probably would have been before, wouldn't it? But Again, then Murph came played very well that season. in first, then John Gleed the following. I just, I'm actually just sitting looking at it, going, I can't believe his name's not on that list. But you look at look at the list, and then you've got Lloyd or you know, Calvin, Elfring, Blair, Riley, uh, Benny. You know, you've got guys on there that you know would push anybody for player of the year. So, uh, fair play to them. But no, that's. Not so much any other business, but just an, an observation. Yes.
1: Davy, anything?
3: Yeah, I'd just like to thank everyone who um, made a bid, but they remain anonymous, um, that gave the money to, you know, actually, Simon on Saturday night. He, he sorted the search site to them and, and got the money off them. That money's going to be going to the Splash Park, in uh Rosetown, Saskatchewan, in memory of the Gasper family. Of course Kendall McFall were number twenty-seven this season in memory of Troy uh, and his wife Carissa, and kids Shay, Cale and Max, who unfortunately died on the twenty eighth of June in a car accident last year. And obviously we all know the story as to why now that Kendall wears the twenty seven. Paxton Schulte's retired twenty-seven in honor of his best friend Troy. And out in Saskatchewan there they're they're doing a splash park in memory of the Gasper family. So the the Gasper Family Foundation there will be getting just over seven hundred Canadian dollars to uh to go to the the battle fund to get that park uh, sorted out. So thank you to everyone. Here, here. Here here. Fantastic. Yeah. But- on that note then,
1: gents, I'm just gonna wrap it up a little bit of AOB of my own because next week. We're uh, next week we're going to do a bit of a playoff special, we're going to do a bit of recording through the week, a bit like what you heard with the Continental Cup and, and the Challenge Cup final when we covered those, something a little bit like that, so I'm going to take the opportunity now just to say a few thanks um, A big thank you to the Belfast Giants like of Brooksy and Glover who have facilitated a lot of the stuff that we've done, especially the View from the Bridge lives and things like that um, A big thank you to all the players who have come on over the course of this season, there's nobody has made any bones about just making themselves available for the uh, you know the TFAs, the interviews, all that sort of stuff. A so big thanks to, to um, the guys at Belfast Giants TV. We got a lot of audio from those guys. And they are sponsors as well, BF52, Phonicab and Total Performance Fitness. Uh, thanks to Laura Small, who is always uh, helps in uh, organizing the who 's going to hand out the the player of the month award i 'm going to forget a whole load of people just to thank the course of this season because it's been a very enjoyable season for us on a view from the bridge it's been uh, entertaining we've had a great team to watch we've had a great opportunity to interact with the team and interact with you guys who are listening in thank you very much to everybody over the course of the season who sent us tweets at avftv on facebook or sent us i don't think we had an email this season maybe at one
2: i said you were no, you you said said it,
1: <laughs> very true simon very true um but you know the interaction with you guys the interaction with the listeners and and the fact that you even take your time to listen to this podcast at all is very humbling to us and we really appreciate it and we appreciate you guys to turn up to your views of the bridge live or even just stop for a chat we're just we're just hockey fans we're just hockey fans like you and we just love talking hockey and, and we just we just stick it on the internet and and you're very kind to, to download it and to listen but my, my biggest thanks of all go to of course mr McJimsey, mr kitchen and mr neil who over the course of uh, this season once again pulled it out of the bag and, and, and made it a fantastic season. Simon, you know, getting all those interviews for us and sorting out the guys. You know, people don't know that, you know, Simon goes on goes down to training, get those interviews and it organises the guys to come on the TFA. Davey, you know, goes above and beyond with the guys to get those statistics. He's got his own stats team, he's got his own job to do and he's you know, he's you. got his own st- stats team and gets and gets all that sort of stuff available and then joel you know he does some great work doing all the game reports and uh, his interaction with the team as well uh this this a view from the bridge is very much very much a, a team effort and as we sit here at 25 to 12 on on a tuesday night it's just a just a normal sort of thing it's something that i've enjoyed doing for for many many years and, and hopefully many years to come so a big big thank you for all that um
2: and i think we're done gents no, we're not done. We're not done at all. You're thanking everybody else, <laughs> Paddy. You're the glue that holds this thing together. The way you mean you put all these shows together, um, especially this season again. And uh, I mean, the one you done uh, for the Challenge Cup weekend was f- brilliant. And you can don't have to bleep that out. Um, <laughs> the uh, you know going down. We know we get text. We get, I mean, I I usually stay up late. Um, uh, and you know, mm-hmm. see the message coming through at twenty past one, half past one in the morning, right, guys, it's gonna be up. It's ready to go to live at eight o'clock in the morning. And then when they wake up the next morning you've got something else on at, at you know, half past six, seven o'clock, you're a machine. Um and the the work you do, um, which goes unnoticed, um, is absolutely outstanding and you you know, we I don't think we could do this. I mean, Davy's tried to attempt to, to try and do the production a couple of times, and let's be honest. Davy you're crap at it, but I thought you. I thought you were quite good with Davey, so. No, but you know, Davy. Davy will tell you himself. Like he, he, you know, he just can't wait for you to get back from holiday. Um, but Paddy, listen, you do an absolutely awesome job. And uh, yes, it's it's part of the team, but it, there's no team without you. Matt. That's that's the bottom line. That's kind of it. Thank you. Um,
1: but yes, it's a very much a. A labour of love for all of us, I think. Debbie, uh, Debbie, fall out of me? You're not talking to me now, we? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, I
2: love you, Lee, man. Love you.
1: Well, thanks for thanks, boys, for uh, thanks for your uh, this evening. What time is it? No problem, Patrick. It's uh, twenty-five to twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I'll see. I guess I'll, I guess I'll see you on Saturday.
3: I'll I'll look forward to seeing you, Patrick. <laughs> No. And I just have to stay at home. Yes! <laughs> uh, what? The Sheffield Steelers campaign of hate. The Simon Kitchens campaign of hate.
1: Yes, I man. Super per- fan. The first semi-final between the Giants and the Flames is at 1pm on EIHL TV if you're not making it over. Details of that will be on the Elite League website and on their Twitter, so keep an eye on that on Wednesday. Devils-Panthers 5pm and the two winners go through to the final at 4pm on Sunday at the NIC. And that will be screened live on Free Sports with Aaron Murphy, Paul Aitley and Chris Ellis. A, at AVFTB on Twitter, kingdomthegiants.com and on Facebook, soundcloud.com forward slash AVFTB for all of our interviews. We'll be bringing out stuff hopefully right throughout the weekend, some of the post-game interviews and whatever, and then you'll get us here next weekend for a view from the bridge. Wherever you are this weekend, if you are with the NIC, if you are following your champion Belfast Giants into what could be a phenomenal weekend, but you know, sport is sport, we'll take it as it is. We hope you enjoy your hockey, and we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.